0: To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday.
1: All aboard The Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thank you so much for joining us and happy Friday.
2: Happy Friday. Happy Friday. There's no, Friday. 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 No, Friday
0: Friday doesn't work. <laughs> We're way too bummed out for Friday.
1: Apparently. <laughs> um, uh, let's meet the crew. I'm Kelly Lawler. I watch television, and the video game I played for the most amount of time is Mario Kart, which I am learning how to get better on on my fiance's Nintendo Switch.
2: Yay. I, I'm Brian Truitt, and I watch movies, and I also play Madden every day. <laughs> I played at Madden every day for the last two years. How so. do you have time? Well, here's the okay. Here's the great thing, cause, well, we're gonna talk about video games, by the way. But the, the video, I don't really like video game with stories that you're gonna play like for like hours mm-hmm. on end. You can go and play like a couple games of Madden for like you know half hour. Okay, and then leave it alone every day.
0: I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and the video game I've played the most is Overwatch. What? Obviously, I'm no so way. Surprised. <laughs> Which, by the way, has a counter that tells you how many hours you've played over your lifetime, and I'm afraid to look at it because I will realize how much of my life...
2: Oh, you know you've looked at it. What was the last time? What was the last count?
0: Maybe like a year ago, and then I was like, I can't look at this again because I'll get really depressed.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe to us for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen to your podcast friends. And uh, if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, it would be really great if you could write a quick review about the show. When you do that, you help other fans of video games, movies, TV, and nerdy pop culture find us. And as a thank you, we will give you a very special shout out on our next episode. We've done it before. We've made people famous. It's a real thing that happened. So please uh, give us a review. Tell us what you want to see from the show moving forward. It's all upside for you guys. And don't forget, along with leaving us a review, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at MothershipPod, or you can send an email to MothershipPod at USAToday.com. So if you're wondering why you're hearing my dulcet tones instead of the wonderful Brett Molina, there are two reasons. One, he's calling in from the homestead today because of being a dad apparently is a thing, and he has to, like, have responsibilities, like, whatever.
2: Hashtag parent goals.
1: Happy Father's Day. Um, And the second reason is that it's E3 season. Here's a clip.
2: combat mode. Go! Destination confirmed.
0: Woo-hoo! That's what I'm talking about! All right, in and out, We're rich! Oh, we are going to the major leagues, Jack! Jack? Oh. Sh-
2: no, 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 Okay, uh-huh. get to a clinic, now.
0: Mr. Wells' condition is critical. Go! Immediate medical help okay. is required. Just, just hold on, just... Hey, hey! Just think about all the good that we're gonna have, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Every
2: corporal cop in this city is going to be blasting down these doors after what you and your psycho friend did. We didn't need all this tension, damn it. Samurai,
1: we have a city to burn. That was from the video game Cyberpunk 2077, one of several titles featured at last week's Electronic Entertainment Expo, which is basically one of the biggest video game industry events of the whole year. So since it's video games, obviously, uh, I'm going to ask the questions because I know nothing. Brett is going to give us the answers, and so is Brian.
2: Less answers
0: from me.
1: Less answers from Brian. Lots of answers from Brett. It's your time to shine. No pressure. So we're going to talk about some of the big hits from this year's show, uh, a certain celebrity cameo that everyone has been talking about, and what trends to watch for in video games in the coming months and years. So let's start with Cyberpunk. Obviously, they had the man of summer himself, Keanu Reeves, making an appearance. What did we think? Brett, why don't you get started?
0: Considering that we were in the middle of a Keanu-sance, I was really impressed that they were able to get Keanu Reeves on this game. So the whole event started on Sunday because Microsoft had this big press event and that's where a lot of the big news happens. And so uh, one of the first games they revealed was cyberpunk, which is this really cool game. It's set obviously in 2077. It's got this really cool blade runner vibe to it. And you're at the end of their trailer. They had this dude that took the sunglasses off and I remember watching it. And I'm like, Oh, that guy looks a lot like Keanu Reeves. (laughs) And literally seconds later, Keanu Reeves walks out and I'm like, Oh my God, it really is Keanu Reeves. Um, so the fact they got him at his kind of his peak right now, between uh, the you know the Netflix movie he just did and then also uh, John Wick and everything like that,
1: and Toy Story very 4, very surprised.
0: Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed they were able to pull it off. I, I, that's a that's a pretty big star to get in, in this industry. So I'm I'm really I'm really impressed they they pulled it off.
1: So we're going to get him on the podcast to talk about this video game when it comes out, right?
0: I really hope so. That's my plan. When so. does
1: it When does it debut?
0: Uh, it's out on April twenty twenty, so we, we we've got time. So hopefully the Keanu Sons can can make its way onto the mothership. I would love that. We'd all love that, I'm sure.
1: Uh, Brian, what did you think of the game?
2: I mean, I think it's cool. Um, obviously, I, I think even with Keanu, I, I remember seeing. I can't remember the first when the first trailer for it dropped, but we talked about it. Before, me and Brett talked about it. and I, I, it's it's cool because I mean, I think you know we've had Red Dead Redemption where you know kind of the open world you know, uh, cowboy, Old West kind of vibe. And then you have Grand Theft Auto, which, you know, if you want to, like, steal cars and, you know, and take down drug dealers and stuff in modern day, you can do that. There's L.A. Noir, which is kind of like an open world set in, I think, 20s or 30s L.A. I can't remember which, but, like, old school L.A. And I think this is kind of cool because, like, it's it's not only the open world vibe, but, like, you can explore a lot of futuristic stuff. Keanu Reeves has, you know, looks like a metal arm or something, which is always cool. I think a lot of people really like that open world stuff, and I think something like Cyberpunk gives you a way to kind of like delve into like a Blade Runner world, something kind of neon-y, dirty, you know, with like weird little people around the corners that's different from anything else we've seen.
0: The one thing I thought that was interesting watching that trailer is the one of the big themes is the fact that everybody in this universe is physically augmenting themselves in various ways for various reasons. And so there's a, there's a lot of a focus on that, like people altering their bodies and, and who they are. And I'm curious whether the people that are working on the story can dive deeper into that and, and do something really interesting with it. Um, I hope they can. Um, I tend to be really skeptical with video game storytelling, but I feel like it's gotten better. So I'm a little bit optimistic, but I do think there's some interesting stuff there that they could really work with.
2: And and also, you know, it allows you probably introduce the idea of like, you know, augmented characters, then you can augment yourself and it keeps the game fresh because maybe you could play through the story or whatever. And then, you know, you can go back and after you play through, just kind of like play through again and you know, add, add certain different things to you and you can have a different experience that way.
1: So, um, Brett and Brian, do you guys think that having someone like Keanu will attract people who don't play a ton of video games to consider something like cyberpunk uh which console is it if we didn't already say i
2: think it's all isn't it?
0: yeah it's for it's on pc playstation 4 and xbox one i think uh i mean i think it's possible definitely um this game's kind of it, it it's there's a lot going on i think that's maybe the one thing that might kind of ward people off a little bit it's just these games are so big. And so you kind of, once you get in there, it's like, you don't know what to do first. So it's mm-hmm. almost overwhelming, but I still think the fact that you got to, you, you got to draw as big as Keanu Reeves with this game, I think people are going to pay a lot more attention to it. And especially I'm sure once we get closer to the game launching, you're going to see Keanu's face everywhere, like, you know, leading up to the launch of the game. So, I mean, I think it's possible. I think people definitely did give this a second look seeing Keanu, you know, as the face of this game.
2: But that said, I think, you know, if he only appears in, like, one scene in the yeah. game, people are going to be, like, irked. And you know he probably didn't have, like, a huge
0: part. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. But, yeah, it's it's very possible. So,
1: Side Keanu story. There's a great Twitter account I found recently called Keanu Walking to Music, which uh, scores both his entrance at E3 and his entrance in Always Be My Maybe, which is the Netflix movie where he plays a parody of himself. Um two different songs um you know sexy back that kind of thing so uh, highly recommend checking that out
0: i happen to come across the, the always be my maybe one where he does the big intro oh, and actually it was funny on, on twitter i was like uh i said this is the xbox briefing in one gif and it's <laughs> keanu doing that kind of shrug like in the movie and yeah. stuff is great but yeah no that twitter account
1: is amazing I love it. and if you want to see him and randall park fight highly recommend that movie um, but of course, Cyberpunk wasn't the only game making news at E3. There's lots of stuff going on. Very uh, important to our podcast is the new Marvel's Avengers game, which looks a little different than people might expect. Uh, what did we think, guys?
0: Um, it looks interesting. The thing that caught people off guard right away was the fact that you know the actors from the movies aren't the characters that are in the game. Mm-hmm. So the faces of everybody look very, very different they sound very different. And so I think everybody was kind of like, what the hell, where's my Chris Evans? Where are my Chris's at? Where's everybody? And um, so I think that was a little off-putting, but outside of that, I mean, the game kind of looks interesting. You know, they, it seems to take place kind of after the, everything that happens in the movies. Um, and the one cool part too, that, that they mention is the fact that you can play online with your friends as Avengers. So you pick the Avenger that you want, and then you can, go out and do missions together. And I talked with one of the uh, developers on the game and they said how they want to take missions. They're going to borrow from all of the Marvel history to create missions and things like that. So they're talking about over year's worth of time where you're playing as Avengers and you're doing all this stuff together as a team. So I thought that part was really cool. They haven't really talked a ton about it. So it's kind of weird because they've they've been really, haven't said a ton of info, but there's definitely a lot there that's promising. So it's kind of one of those you got to wait and see until next May when the game finally comes out.
1: Did the developer talk at all about why they chose different likenesses, even if they couldn't get the cast to do the voices? Is it that they just don't want to pay those guys any more returns? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I'm sure that's part of the reason for it, even though they won't admit it. But I think for them, you know, when I asked them about it, because that's obviously one of the first things people noticed, they, you know, they talked a lot about wanting to make their own mark on this event, on, on Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, while the, I think they they thought it was amazing that they were able to follow up end game. And on this incredible movie run, they kind of wanted to use this game as a way to, I guess, put their own stamp on Avengers. So I think that's why they kind of looked at it more like, let's kind of create this in our own vision, in our own way, which is why you have, um, you know, that's why they look so different now and sound different. Now they have a a, a lot of good voice talent behind um, these games. Nolan North, who's done a ton of video games. He's this, you know, been in video game voicing voice acting for, for years. And he's a really popular name, but, you know, they have some really, really good actors behind it. So I think, I think ultimately people aren't going to care if the game's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now it just looks weird. But if the game's really good and they're having fun with it, I, don't, I think they'll forget that, you know, it's not Chris Evans. or It's not Chris Hemsworth, that kind of stuff.
2: But who who expects him to use Chris Hem- Hemsworth and Chris Evans, though? That's, yeah, that's, that's my thing. I mean, I think, I think it would be weird if they did that. Because then it would be like, okay, this is a game based on a movie. right? And, like, those games always suck. And 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 I mean the Spider-Man game that PlayStation came out with. I mean it didn't, you know, it didn't look like Tobey Maguire, didn't look like Andrew Garfield. I don't think it even looked like Tom Holland that much. So I feel like, you know, of course they're going to want to make their mark because they probably want to make like an Avengers game and Avengers Two, and you know they want to they want to do kind of like the big video game world with their own stuff. So I I think I I you know maybe casual fans. Yeah, maybe wanted him to be look like Chris Evans, but I mean, I I don't think any like hardcore gamer or people going you know who are like really, really interested
0: in this game are going to care.
1: Yeah, and I think with stuff like Spider Man, he's wearing that mask, and so you don't notice it as much.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad you said that though, Brian, because that was the first thing I thought of when everyone was complaining was we all wanted the superhero games to not mimic the movies because of the, that exact reason they were always terrible and like. It wasn't until Batman where they finally like decided, hey, we should probably just do our own thing. Right. And it ended up being really great. And then since then, that's what everybody's done with these superhero games is they've avoided the movies. And now all of a sudden people are like, we want it to be like the movie. And I'm like, trust me, you don't. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Sit don't down, do young it. men
1: and women. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Exactly. Well, uh, another game that Brett and I have already talked about because uh, it is a sequel to a game that my fiancé is really, really, really obsessed with. Um, Nintendo announced that they are coming out with a sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was the launch game for the Nintendo Switch. What, just a few years ago, Brett?
0: Yeah, I think about two years now. I mean, it feels like it's been out for a long time. I think it's only been out two years, which is kind of incredible.
1: So that was causing a lot of emotional reactions. Um, Do you want to explain that at all?
0: So it was, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo's interesting because, you know, they've always kind of done their own thing and, you know, it's helped. They, they can get away with it because they have so many lovable story, characters and games and stuff like Zelda. So I don't think anybody was expecting a sequel this soon because it's only been out two years and they tend to kind of slow play this stuff where it's like they, they're not going to really say much. And then like a few years out, you'll, you'll hear about a new game. And so to hear that they're already working on a sequel is kind of crazy and it's, it's, you know, really impressive. And one of the other things that jumped out is one of the key villains in Zelda Ganondorf, who has been in some earlier Zelda games, there were hints that he might be in this trailer. So I think a lot of people are just shocked that they announced it so soon. I think people were expecting it much later on considering how new breath of the wild still is. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. I'm kind of shocked actually. And I, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot of Pokemon and stuff like that, but, um it looks like it's going to be really good. I mean obviously the trailer didn't give away much of anything about what you're going to do, but the fact that it's already in the works is is awesome.
1: And you're a big fan of Breath of the Wild.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Um, one of the small side things that I always love about it which is weird and I think uh, your fiance likes to do is the cooking. Yeah, which is amazing because it's like you're literally obsessing over like ingredients and stuff because everything you cook in the game you can turn into like something like a potion or whatever to help you get stronger or to heal or any of that stuff. So I really got into the cooking part where I was just like, oh, let me find a mushroom and oh, I need this. And it's, it's, that was, you know, it was, it was one of several reasons why that game was amazing. But um, yeah, I just always got sucked into the cooking.
1: He enjoys naming the horses.
0: Yeah. Oh, the horse. Yeah. yeah, That's another part too. The horses are great too. Cause then you can, you know, you can get like wild horses and stuff. Oh, there, there's so much to talk about. It's such a good game.
1: I just want to say that I helped him name one of his horses rhubarb because she was pink.
0: That's, (laughs) that's a great name.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Uh, Now for a game that's in all of our interests, but I want to ask Brian about it first. Um, We got some news about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, Brian, if you want to break that down and tell us your thoughts. Uh, Well, we
2: got the first trailer for it at Star Wars Celebration in April, but now we finally see the gameplay and we see... um the Jedi whose name I can't remember, who's played by Cameron Monaghan of Gotham Gotham Fame. Uh, he we get to see him in action, like, with his lightsaber and stuff, and it's very you know, a lot of people made the point it looks like Force Unleashed and people are like, Oh, where's Force Unleashed three? You know, Force Unleashed came before all the kind of, you know, Lucasfilm story group stuff that like create, you know, put everything together with all the movies and T V shows and everything. So I feel like even, even if it's using kind of like that Force Unleashed kind of style, I think it's I think it's much better because now the story's going to tie into the bigger world. This this occurs after the Emperor has, has um, thrown down Order 66 and Revenge of the Sith and the clone troopers and everybody are trying to wipe out the Jedi and, you know, this kid, this kid's pretty much one of the last Jedi and he's got to figure out, he's got to hide and, you know, use stealth to stay away from the Empire. You know, there's a lot of cool story and a lot of things that they can do with that and I think throwing in some really cool lightsaber moves and forest moves and everything it has a lot of
0: people excited about this.
1: Brett, what did you think of what we saw?
0: Um, it looks really good it's it you know I, I like the combat a lot I thought it was really interesting. Um, there was like a couple scenes where like you're you're fighting uh, you know, troopers and stuff like that and there was one moment where he like pulled the trooper in with his force power and then got him with a lightsaber and stuff it was really cool but um i feel really good about it because i think you have two stu- uh you know you have respawn who is the studio that made um apex legends which a lot of people talk about as kind of a big competitor to fortnite um and then you also have one of the game directors behind the god of war series which is really popular and if you notice some of the scenes they really were trying to play up like the scale of the world and stuff like that that's total that sp- said god to me right away so um i think having that combination together is is really promising for the game i'm fairly certain i read some s- stuff talking about just the fact that as a jedi you're going to be exploring different planets too and i think if that's like a key part to this game um i mean i think it could be something really really strong um Force Unleashed was really good but it was just very just structured in terms of its story and you know it, you, you only had so many things you could do as a Jedi in that game and it kind of got a little old after a while and so i think that with everything you do here like again i you go back to God of War it feels like the way your the way you can string together all your abilities it feels like there's it feels a lot more elegant in terms of the way you move around and the way you're fighting and everything else so um I definitely feel a lot more upbeat about this one than I did coming into it. So considering everything that's happened with star Wars and electronic arts and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, but it definitely looks like it's going to be really good and I think it's out in November. So it should be, yeah, it's definitely gonna be on the list of a lot of people. So.
2: I think it looks better than, than battle. I never love battlefront that much just because I much rather the story stuff than the like uh, here, th- you know, throw myself in a battle and die within like, two seconds because some other dude online just killed me or something. I never got into that. Um, this definitely kind of like looks like it's moving everything forward in terms of Star Wars, but I still, I still want to see, that, you know, some kind of like mass effect kind of style thing where you get to actually kind of like interact yourself in, in, you know, the Star Wars galaxy and kind of like, what, what should he say, you know, have, have a personality that changes over the course of like a story and meet new characters and go to different places in that Mass Effect style. But I just I, I don't know if they're like too control freaky for that about, you know, people creating their own story because they differ from their own story, you know, the story that they want to tell. Um whereas Mass Effect was less like that. It kind of Mass Effect seemed more kind of like freeing in terms of, you know, if you want to if you want to like go, you know, um Mac on this alien woman you can or you know this this alien dude you know I, I don't you know Star Wars you know somebody's head would probably like, explode if that happened um, I think it's moving in the right direction but I still feel like you know they need they need some, that open world kind of Star Wars thing for everybody that are like really getting into it
0: yeah it seems like this is going to be more structured like Force Unleashed was but I think it'll just be better executed so yeah, I think everything will just feel, it'll just feel like a more fun experience and I think you know, the way they the way they seem to combine stuff like the fighting, but then also the fact that they are trying to move around different planets and the way you navigate and stuff like that. I think it'll still be really fun. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: So um, what are the big takeaways from E3 in general this year? Do we see any trends? What do we think is, like, coming out that's going to be big, you know, moving forward?
0: Uh, it seems like the really big trend coming out was, like, streaming, which is – it's interesting on two fronts because – You know, a lot of you know the video game ecosystem is built around you buy a physical copy of a game and then you play it and you're done with it and then you you know you might sell it back to the store or GameStop or whatever and then you use that to kind of buy the new game. So it's kind of like you're doing this weird thing where you're kind of it's this cycle and and now with stuff like streaming and as you see stuff like digital being a bigger deal, like you're going to see a lot less of that. So. It's almost weirdly like video games becomes a little more expensive in a way. Mm. Um, but the other interesting part, too, with the streaming is the fact that it opens up the possibility of you can take all these really cool games wherever you want. It's not like, you know, you right now it's either you have a switch or you maybe have your phone or you have to go through this crazy effort to bring a console. But now it feels like with streaming, there's the possibility of I have my Xbox game that I can then play on my computer on the road or if I'm traveling I could play on a phone or do this other stuff. So there seem to be lots of possibilities there and I think that's really interesting and the big question is like technically how is this all going to work because that's always been an issue with streaming games is the fact that you know the the latency and the fact that you know when you hit a button whatever you do should happen immediately instead of you have this 1 to 2 second delay which totally kind of ruins things. So If they can figure that all out, I think it's a huge step forward. And I think, you know, it makes our games more available to us whenever we want them.
1: Are you excited about more streaming, Brian?
0: I don't know. Um, Take Madden wherever you want.
1: No,
2: I don't want to do that, though. I mean, that's why I I have mobile games for my phone that I play. And then I have a console for games that I want to play. That's why the Nintendo Switch, I have no interest in that whatsoever, because... It's just, like, if I want to play, like, a, a cool video game, I don't want to do it on my phone. Play, like, some little puzzle thing on my phone. That's fine. But, like, it's why I don't stream movies on my phone. Because it's just, like, if I want to watch a movie, I'm either going to watch it on a laptop or my iPad. is like, the smallest screen I want to deal with. I don't want to deal with, like, a freaking phone, unless, you know, if if I don't have to. More streaming is good just in terms of entertainment because I think getting away from physical media... It's good until like somebody shuts down our whole entire power grid and then that would be probably bad, you know, if somebody knocked out the Internet. That that would be unfortunate. Then we're going to need For all like that physical media. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> In many ways, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> Number one, physical, you know, yeah, the physical media thing. Um Coming from a movie angle, I think, you know, there is that kind of, the, there's a weird thing still in Hollywood where, like, people are like, we have to put the movie on the big screen. It can't just stream. But it's just, like, you know, things like Booksmart, you know, and Long Shot and, and movies that, like, are freaking awesome that no one goes to in the theater that would do much better on streaming. And, you know, if you get it in somebody's, on, on their TV at home or, you know... Places like iTunes and things that needs to get better. Not everything has to be on a big screen for people to see it. And I think you know if video games going more towards streaming and if if video game systems and everything they they get more successful at that and they show they show other people that like okay well you know we can get eyes on things in that way. I think that would help everybody else out because streaming is almost like poor redhead sister no one wants to talk about. But it's not. I mean, it's like this cool thing that, like, you know, it can go with you. It can be wherever you are, and not not everybody's taking advantage of it.
0: Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how you know the way we consume media and stuff like that. Because the other thing with games too is the dark side to streaming and digital is what if a company decides, oh, we're not going to have this game anymore, and they just kind of take it, and then you don't have your game anymore. Like that's part of the appeal of having physical media is you own a Blu-ray or you own a game, it's the physical thing and it's a disc and you always have it. And there's never the threat of this is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, and especially in games where you're spending 50, 60 bucks on some of the higher end games, like that is not appealing at all. And I get why people cling to wanting physical games. So it's going to be a really interesting shift in how they figure that all out.
2: But is it just us old people that like worry about that? No, do, I worry I mean, do about kids, that. Do kids worry about that?
1: I mean, I saw some movie iTunes lost the license for to sell, and people who had bought it, like it disappeared from their iTunes library. And like mm-hmm. iTunes was like, here's the credit, but it's like, I wanted my movie. So that's something I totally worry about from a movie's perspective. Yeah. And from TV. I'm so glad I have the whole series of Buffy on DVD, like just in case. It left Netflix for a while before it went back, went on Hulu, and people were freaking out. And I was like, well, I have my DVDs.
0: Yeah. I think with games, it's, um, you know, it, it just depends on the game, really. I think, you know, with something like a Fortnite, for example, like the game was free for the most part. So, you know, there's not really... You know, some people are still making a big investment through other things, but... Um, it, it. I think the mindset with games is changing a bit. You know, a lot of these games, when you, you spend however much money and then you play it. And if you feel like you've played it for a really long time, you feel like you've kind of gotten your investment in a, in a way in it. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I still think there are people who kind of lean on that I'm buying the physical game so that I can then trade it in and then use that to the next new game so I can play stuff and it's not as expensive as it could be otherwise still that's changing and stuff like that but I still think there's still some of that out there
1: okay listeners your turn what video games are you looking forward to this year and beyond let's talk about it on Twitter you can find us at Mothership Pod you can also tweet at us individually I'm at K-Lols, K-L-A-W-L-S I'm at
2: Brett Molina 23 and I'm at Brian Truitt
1: And don't forget, you can email us, too. We're at mothershippod at usatoday.com. But we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilots slash producers of The Mothership this week, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and you don't want to miss a single episode moving forward, you can subscribe to it for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, how about leaving us a rating or review? It helps other people find the podcasts and helps us keep going. But if Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you like to listen. Until next Friday, nerds out. Later. Later. Going through puberty? I
0: am.